In today's episode, I'm going to talk about what a man selling lollipops in Colombia taught me about victimhood. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. John Lennon, DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, I'm so glad to have you here uh, doing a special episode of the Do Zone podcast from Medellin, Colombia. I'm sitting on a patio overlooking the city from a hill. There's a river in the background that's flowing water. It's really nice. It's beautiful. It's a nice temperature. The people are so nice. And but some things aren't so nice. And I want to talk about that today. But first, before I do that, I want to make sure if you do like this podcast, please subscribe, follow on Apple and or Spotify. And just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Unbreakable Teams. And what Unbreakable Teams is, is it's a fractional COO service uh, where we focus on building and nurturing and growing teams so that you can scale your business without additional cost and without additional time and effort on your part and you don't have to micromanage your teams if that's interesting to you i invite you to go to unbreakableteams.com to learn more and see if it might be a fit one more one more time that's unbreakableteams.com so back to the point i'm sitting here overlooking one of the coolest cities in colombia i'm up on a hill i'm in this giant house with a bunch of friends and I went down this morning to have breakfast in a, a, very, a very gringo part of town that's called Parque, Parque Geras. Parque Geras. And uh, in Parque Geras, uh, I probably did not see so many Americans anywhere else in the city. But I went to sit down at this restaurant and like everybody was speaking English, everybody had blonde hair and you know, was complaining about their problems at, back home or whatever. Uh, so it was interesting. But one thing that really stood out to me as I was sitting there eating this breakfast, uh, is there was, there was a guy sitting right outside on the sidewalk, right outside of the entrance. There's a most, it was mostly a patio, so he was right next to everybody. He was holding some uh, like bubblegum bubble lollipops, and uh, he had those in his hand, and then he had a little note. And I didn't really see what the note said. Uh, but it probably said something like, you know, tough times and, you know, need a little help, something like that. And uh, he was not aggressive. He wasn't asking for help. Uh, and he wasn't bothering anyone. He was just sitting there with five or six lollipops in his hand and a little sign. And you could tell that he was sitting there because he wanted somebody to give him money or he wanted to sell these lollipops and get some money. Uh, just to set the stage, the typical salary here in Medellin uh, is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five hundred dollars a month. That's where, like most most people that have full time jobs that are you know unskilled labor, they're making about that much. Not very much money at all. Now it is cheap to live here, uh, but uh, you know it's not that cheap. So 
he's sitting here and I sat down to eat breakfast uh, and everything everything in Colombia takes forever and so it took like 20 30 minutes for the breakfast to come out he's still sitting there and I noticed when when I was waiting on the food I noticed that he was crying and he was making this face where you could just tell that there was so much pain and he's sitting here holding these five lollipops with a little sign in one hand and wiping his tears with another hand and just looking around in this desperation state. And it really made me feel for him. I had these feelings and I was like, man, how bad does your life have to be in order for you to have to sit down in front of a restaurant full of gringos with some lollipops, hoping that somebody will take pity on you enough to buy one so that you have some money. And at least that's what I thought at first. And so I sat there, the food came, food was fine, started eating it, and uh, then I had to make a call. I had my morning meeting with my team, and this was a reasonably quiet place, and my signal was strong, so I went ahead and had the meeting there. Uh, and this guy was right in my line of sight the whole time, and he was still crying. Like, I ate breakfast, and he was still crying. I had my meeting, and he was still crying. I finished my meeting, and he was still crying. I was probably sitting here for almost two hours, and the guy kept doing the same thing over and over. But you know, one thing I didn't see was tears. When you see somebody that's in this state of uh, uh, heightened stress, and they're so desperate that they're crying, that's usually a temporary situation. Your brain is trying to release some kind of stress or tension, and you're going to cry. And that helps uh, present some new chemicals into your brain that, that kind of relax you and bring you down a little bit. Uh, but it doesn't make sense for somebody to be sitting there for two hours in the same position. He never moved. He never stood up. Uh, he never kind of like adjusted himself. But he was just crying and looking around. But he wasn't actually crying. He was faking it. He was faking it because he knew that it would create that reaction that I had initially when I first saw him. And he had the benefit of being in an area that was fairly transient. Uh, nobody was really spending much time there. I just happened to be sitting in his line of sight for an hour and a half, and I saw the whole thing unfold. But if I was just passing by, and I saw a guy hold some lollipops, I wouldn't stop. But if I was passing by and I saw some guy holding some lollipops and he was crying, well, that's different. Man. And it made me think about all the things that I just told you I thought about. And that's when I realized that he was just doing that to get pity and attention. And at one point, there was somebody that stopped because they hadn't seen him fake crying for the last hour. They stopped and they spent some time with him and bought one of his lollipops and he sat there and pretended to cry some more. And then they left and they went on and he started crying again. It was an act. And him crying was his way of putting himself into victim mode. Now, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to sit on a busy street and sell your product, that's one thing. But if you want to sell your product because 
you put yourself in the victim position. And you want people to take pity on you. Well, you're not really focused on the quality of your product at that point. You're not really focused on the quality of your service. You're focused on being the victim and expecting the entire world around you to solve your victimhood. Or at least to take pity on you for your victimhood and compensate you for it. And you know what? That's bullshit. Quit crying. If you need to cry, go ahead. But cry once. Uh, you know, a, a, a smart person once said that uh, I will help you solve this problem the first time. But I'm not going to help you solve this problem the second time. And the idea behind that is, look, if you messed up, you made a mistake, I got you because I'm your boy. I'm your friend. I'm your family. Whatever. Everybody makes mistakes. I got you. But if you keep running into the same problem over and over and over, what's on you? Because me solving your problem is not actually solving your problem. It's just enabling you to keep messing up. That's not cool. You got to quit crying. Crying is there for one purpose. It's to release all of the tension and, and really kind of cleanse your soul, if you will, of all of these whatever bad feelings or good feelings or whatever it is that makes you cry. But you can't just keep sitting there and doing it over and over and over again. And definitely don't fake it. Don't put yourself in that victim mold. You're not helping yourself. And you're not representing yourself or society very well that way. If that's happening, if you're doing that. Now, I'm not accusing you of doing that. If you're listening to this episode, thank you. I'm not trying to tear you down. But what I am trying to do is I'm trying to point something out. That I watched this man be a victim for two hours. And during that entire time that he was being a victim, one person stopped. And I think they may have bought one lollipop. And that was probably the equivalent of about 25 cents. And so this man wasted two hours of his life pretending to be a victim in exchange for 25 cents. What else could he have done with those two hours and earned a lot more than 25 cents? Even in Colombia. Even like a crap job pays at least a dollar an hour at least minimum like just doing any job would have paid eight times what he made sitting there putting himself in that heightened state of stress trying to get pity and so I want you to really think about that the last time that you put yourself there or the last time you were placed there and you stayed there longer than maybe you should have or longer than you wanted to what could you have been doing during that time that would have been more productive for you? Not necessarily about earning money. But how else can you occupy your time that doesn't involve being a victim? That doesn't involve saying, well, woe's me. Life is so bad. Oh, if only it were better. Quit crying and do it. That's the message I want to share with you today. And it was very important. I didn't really know... I have a list of prompts that I can do. 
but this happened this morning and it just it just hit me it was really strong and I felt like that was the message I needed to share if you are out there and you are consciously or subconsciously placing yourself into that victim role you got to get out of it whether it's real or not don't even pretend you're not a victim I promise you so I'm going to conclude this episode one more reminder hey thank you very much for listening I appreciate you to uh, subscribe follow on Apple or Spotify if you like this episode if you feel like somebody needs to hear this episode share it with them I would appreciate that we don't do any marketing or advertising the only way somebody knows to listen to this podcast is if you tell them or if I tell them obviously (laughs) so uh, we're going to wrap up for now Uh, one more time if you are an entrepreneur and you are looking to find ways to build processes and systems for your business so that you can grow your business and scale and earn more money in less time with less work, less expense, less hassle, less stress, I highly encourage you to visit unbreakableteens.com. Learn more about what we do. Schedule a call. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if it's something that will work. Uh, see if it's a good fit. Maybe it's not, but hey, you never know until you try. Unbreakableteens.com. Really appreciate you. And hey, get out there and do something. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend. Screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories. Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.